Florida Gators in Gainesville. Uh, I know we're a little bit late talking about it, but uh, it still hurts no matter how long it takes, honestly. But what is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times where we talk about all things Tennessee Vols. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Chase, we all have seen the game by now probably multiple times. We've all seen highlights and lowlights, I guess you could call them. So, obviously, two programs are, you know, Dan Mullen's been there, I can't, like six years now. So I think it's five, five years. Five. So, he's got a, more than just a foundation. And Heupel's literally his first time playing Florida, first conference game. So, I don't think anybody expected the upset. It would have been nice. But, you know, I don't care that we lose games to an extent like if we're outmatched if we just get beat man on man like okay you know that's cool just I'm glad you went all out but the way Tennessee has lost so many games the past I mean I'll just say it since 2008 when Fulmer left yeah. I hate to be that guy but seriously the way that they've lost these games it's it's just flat out embarrassing honestly so I'll I'm gonna go second. I'll, I I don't want to go off on a rant, but what do you think of the Florida game, man? Is it about what you expected? Honestly, I, I expected a little more out of us. I thought we would kind of come out. I, I mean, the first half was you know about as good as we could have gotten. Honestly, fourteen uh, seventeen going into halftime, um, and then I think well Florida came out. Of course, they scored right away. And then it was just kind of downhill from there. You know, we had some some opportunities to make some big plays and just didn't happen. Um, I thought, you know, I thought Coach Heupel called a really good game. Like the offensive, you know, game plan was really good. We had a lot of chances to to make some big plays and we just didn't make them. Um, you know, whether that's just a talent standpoint, which is, you know, I prefer it to be, you know, just straight up, you know, we're not as talented rather than us just continuing to shoot ourselves in the foot. But, um, you know, I, I, I still think that we play really hard. I know that that's just kind of a cliche that we use now because we're, we don't have anything really good to say at this point, but, um, I thought we did quite a few good things. And then there was also some other things that, that of course we just need to continue to clean up on if we're going to, um, take the next step and to get into the, the next tier of the SEC. You you said it, man. Shooting ourselves in the foot against, I mean, against a ranked opponent on the road, a conference game, a division game. You just, you cannot do that, and unfortunately, we just, we just looked very undisciplined. And you know, I was kind of giving the receivers a little bit of credit because Joe Milton mm-hmm. earlier in the season, you know, he's so strong. They're like, oh, maybe he's dropping the balls. There's no way that Callaway. Should have yeah. dropped that ball on fourth down. And in my opinion, that's what changed momentum. Um, some could argue it was the drive Florida came back after the half. Uh, some could argue that it was the missed field goal. And for whatever reason, uh, Mike Eckler must have been absolutely furious because special teams uncharacteristically played very bad. And that, that was the one advantage I thought we had going into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, and we we missed a field goal to tie it up before the half, and that that would have been huge on the road against a ranked Florida team. Like, how yeah, often in, do we go and tie to halftime? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, God, that stupid punt! Whenever 
uh, was it Holiday? Whenever he just the targeting role, yeah. and then and the penalty uh, on top of it. Yeah, the unsportsmanlike on top of it. Just, you can't win doing that crap. You really can't. And we didn't have a turnover. I'm. Not, it's hard to believe looking at the score, but we we took a turnover. We took the ball from them whenever Taylor stripped it from that Copeland receiver and. Yeah. You know, you, you, we had to have at least two or three turnovers, like <laughs> plus three in the turnover margin, to even stand a chance because they're they're just better right now. And yeah, it it's frustrating because they are better, but you know, it's always going to be a what could have been. You know, if he caught that fourth down because he had nothing but real estate in front of him. I think he yeah. would have. And he's fast. He's probably one of the fastest guys on the team. So, you know, he might have scored. He might have gone on. I know for sure it would have been first and goal. Uh, there was nobody in front of him. So, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, man. I, I just feel like we're beating a dead horse because we we just find ways to blow huge opportunities and huge moments every time we have an opportunity. So, I will agree that Hypo – I think Heupel's called great games all season, honestly. Yeah. But I think I love the play calling. I love the fourth down go fours, and um, even though they dropped the ball, it was a great play call. No one was on them, and it mm-hmm. was one of the very. It's one of the very rare games where I was actually kind of pointing the finger at the players more than the coaches. I mean, the coaches gave these kids opportunities to do it, and uh, they just didn't execute. Plain and simple. Yeah. And that's, that's the hard part to realize is, you know, all these receivers are wide open, you know, and it's just not the, the quarterbacks either not hitting or the receivers are dropping. Um, so that's the tough part. Like, you know, if you, if you line up and you play a, game, a great game against Florida, you know, they're more talented, you know, so be it. Then you're going to lose and, and, you know, you're going to be, you know, not happy about the loss, but you can take the loss because you, they just straight up beat you. Just man for man, they just beat you. Um but until we get to that point where we're um, continuously just um, just taking ourselves out of the game, that's when we're going to just continue to lose by large margins. You know, we, we don't have the we don't have the talent to uh, to make up for all of these you know dumb plays, dumb penalties, uh, missed open receivers, and all these other kinds of things. But um, you know, give credit for it. I mean, Dave Mullen's a good coach, a good offensive coach, and he can kind of pick pick and choose what he wants to do within an offense. And, I mean, Emory Jones, you know, he's not known for being a, a great passing quarterback, but, I mean, he threw the ball really, really well, of course, against us. So, um, also had some good runs as well. So, Yeah, yeah, hats off to Florida. You know, I it's one of the few Florida teams where I kind of respected them in a way because most of the time if you are from Florida or you play for Florida, there's a lot of trash talking going in, going on in between plays and stuff. I didn't see that. You know, I just saw a bunch of kids playing ball and hats off to him. Hats off to Mullen. Um, you know, even though he does look like, you know, (laughs) you're one of your characters on the Christmas movies, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a heck of a coach. I mean, he was able to do well at Mississippi state, you know, and the way he developed Dak Prescott and now, you know, he's doing things for Florida. Yeah, Emory Jones, he played a heck of a game. And yep. it, I think that's a kryptonite or Achilles heel for this defense because, you know, we're not good against dual threats. Look, it happened with Pitt. It happened with, you know, Florida. And uh, hopefully, I don't know if we have very many dual threat quarterbacks left coming up in upcoming games, but 
you know, this upcoming matchup with Missouri, which we'll talk about here in just a few, but you know, they have a, you know, a pocket passer. So hopefully, you know, they can contain it. I know somebody asked Hypo about that and I don't know if it was right after the game or, you know, the following Monday, but you know, he said it was on the defensive line and the linebackers, you know, you got to rush and, you know, keep him in the pocket to avoid mm-hmm. them from scrambling, and they didn't do that. And man, our uh, another thing, our offensive line struggled, and I I get it, like they were beat up. I mean, Cooper Mays was, you know, he pretty much was out there with no legs. Like he was, Asian. there was a, yeah, there was a point where he was so hurt. And you know, I I love the heart, you know, I love that, but at the same time, man, like take care of yourself, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> golly, need like you for uh, games down the road, huh, buddy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're down by like three scores, and there's like two minutes left. Like, take a seat, buddy. Like, <laughs> but man, but yeah, it was. Uh, I, I was proud of the way we played. You know, in the first half, really most of the first three quarters, but they just fell apart in the fourth quarter. Man, there, yeah. there's no there's no depth. Just stupid penalties. Stupid, stupid special teams. You know, decisions as far as just you know targeting yeah. and everything but yeah I, I would say mike eckler has a very sore throat still uh, i bet he'd shoot all of them out um yeah man just hopefully they can get these things cleaned up do you think that this is more of a coaching thing as far as like players just dropping passes or do you think it was just like a freaking nature because we've seen it across the wide receivers across the board I mean, even Hyatt's dropped some in the, earlier in the season, and you know, and Callaway just dropped one right in front of him. I don't know if it was nerves. I don't. I, I really don't know, man. It's really weird to see. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine. I mean, dropping the ball. I mean, that's it's pretty. I mean, it's something that a receiver just does. I mean, it's. I don't know if you can really teach somebody really how to catch the ball. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, no, it's just. It's, it's got to be all on the players. You know, coming into this year, we thought that the wide receiver group was going to be a big, you know, someone that, some uh, position group that was really going to take a step forward. Um, but, I mean, you know, looking back on it, I've been trying to think of, you know, what could possibly be the be the answer to that. But it, And it's just it just has to be, you know, the inexperience. Like, none of these receivers really got that much playing time. Um, like even Hyatt last year didn't play a ton. He played quite a bit, but not a lot. Uh, Javante Payton, I mean, he didn't play a ton. He had some games at Mississippi State. You know, Antonio Callaway or whatever. Yeah, Callaway. He didn't really play at all. Or is he the freshman this year? No, he's a sophomore. Uh, Callaway, uh, you know, I think he is a sophomore. Yeah, I, th- I think Holiday and Callaway are sophomores. Yeah, they are. Um, so they didn't play at all last year. Um, you know, the only one that's really played some is Cedric Tillman, but he didn't. I mean, he didn't really do much. Um, so really, it's just got to be the inexperience, and I mean, it's just you know the pressure's on them now, and um, I guess that they're just feeling the pressure. I guess I don't know. I mean, it can't be. You know, quarterbacks they're going to throw the ball hard, just depending on the you know the type of pass needed from the quarterbacks but i don't think that you can make that an excuse for the receivers unless it's like a two yard pass that you're throwing 100 miles an hour um but other than that i just i don't i don't know that if there's really any good explanation for drop passes i mean if it's in the hands they've only said you're supposed to catch it so that's kind of my philosophy there and shout out to hooker and peyton for having a play over 30 yards you know that was yeah 
first that was one, a be- yeah. that was a beautiful play call, beautiful touchdown. Uh, one of the few highlights for Tennessee in that game, but yeah, and I, I think it's safe to say that Hooker probably gave us our best shot to win for sure. Um, mm-hmm. It's weird, you know, we're recording Wednesday night and Heupel's kind of saying Joe Milton is getting close to a hundred percent. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just strange, man. Like, I, I don't know who I want to start. I do think – here's where I stand on it, and I think a lot of people agree. I think Milton has more potential out of all the quarterbacks for the system. But right now, I think Hendon Hooker gives us our best shot to win right now. He just looked more yeah. composed. Um, he, he was throwing balls. He wasn't overthrowing them like crazy. He just, he just looked comfortable, and that's what you expect, you know, from a veteran – Yep. But one thing he has to get better at, and I notice it a lot, but maybe I'm just used to Josh Dobbs, but there were times yeah. where, you know, the pocket was collapsing and he could have just planted his foot and taken off for a nice gain. But instead he kind of hesitated or tried to pivot the wrong way. And I'm just like, you can't do that against the SEC lineman, man. Like as soon as you have an opportunity to pivot and go, you just go. So uh, if, if he can get better on escaping the pocket, just – you know, on his gut instinct, you can kind of see it. Um, I don't know if you yep. saw it a few times, but he would kind of almost take off and then just stop and then just get sacked or kind of go lateral. But, yeah, yeah if, if he can just take off on that first step, that, that is instincts. Trust your instincts. I sound like yep. a damn Jedi. But, yeah, <laughs> just, just trust your gut, man. And he, I think that would speak wonders for him to kind of use that dual threat. But I, th- I thought he played a good game, man. I don't – yeah, I don't really have any complaints for Hooker. You know, he threw it right to some receivers and then just dropped it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought he played a really good game. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm still, I'm still wor- wondering who, if Milton's 100 percent healthy, like he's sounding like he's going to be super close to 100 percent for this game. If if he's still going to be the guy, um, mm. you know, I'm still kind of interested to see that. Um, because it sounds like that's who, you know, Heupel really likes, I mean, especially coming into the year. So we'll see kind of who uh, who steps into that role going forward. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a coin toss. And <clears throat> honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Bailey transfers after the season. He's just – he's an amazing player. He's got an amazing talent and a really good arm. But I don't – obviously, Heupel – I don't think Heupel sees it in this system, in this offense, and in this scheme. But I hope he stays, but we'll see. So – Let's move on to this coming week, man. We got yet again another noon kickoff, a.k.a. we are terrible still. (laughs) But we play the Missouri Tigers. For whatever reason, Tigers are native to Missouri, I guess, and it's their mascot. (laughs) But uh, I'm going to be honest, man. I think Missouri is one of the most boring programs. I think they have a boring fan base. I think they have a... (laughs) stupid looking tiger like out of all the tigers he looks the worst uh i just i don't know just something uh, about missouri Clemson man tiger I just, looks terrible i agree with that. Seen oh, tiger it's pretty bad yeah it's the take, worst thing i've ever seen it's pretty yeah he's he's kind of got like like fat cheeks almost it's weird but yeah yeah god Clemson man speaking of them they, they look terrible now on yeah, offense anyway somehow they're still ranked in the top 25 but of course, yeah, because Dabo's got a sweet TikTok, so. Yeah, it's true. But, yeah, we play Missouri at Missouri 
Uh, again, that another to keep on the boring theme. Their their stadium looks boring. It's like God. Their stadium is the worst. I feel like when I watch their game, I feel like the screen is almost like a tint of yellow. Yeah, have you ever seen that? It, I have. Like especially in the day. Like if it's a day yeah. game, it looks even more yellow. It looks and terrible. Maybe it's powered by you know those solar panels and it just reflects everywhere. I don't know, I can see but it. it just it just it was. I just feel like Missouri doesn't belong. In our conference, they I'm not saying not I'm not agree. saying they're I'm not saying they're bad, but they just they just don't feel like an SEC team. They just don't have that SEC fan base or Vanderbilt. Program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to keep Vanderbilt because we're gonna at least win one division game. So, yeah. um, anyway, man, uh, I'll let you start. Uh, what are your opening thoughts about this Missouri team so far? Yeah, so we're a three point underdog going into the game, which I was kind of surprised. I figured it would either be I thought we may be actually uh, favored in this one by a point or so, but I guess not. You know, maybe the home field advantage, maybe. I don't know. But their offense looks okay at best. Their defense looks like trash, honestly. They're like <laughs> the – you sent me a text earlier in the week about how bad their off or their defense was, and I think they're ranked like 129 out of 130th in rush defense. Like teams are just rushing all over them. They've given up so many yards, and – um you know, and they played some pretty bad teams, honestly. I mean, Central Michigan, they won by 10 points. They lost to Kentucky by seven. Um, they beat, I, don't, I think it was uh, Southeast Missouri State. Um, they gave up 29 points to Southeast Missouri State and gave up uh, 300 yards rushing. So, Jesus. How the um, hell are they favored? How the yeah. hell are they favored? So, I, you know, it's, it's kind of – are we going to be able to, if we can't run the ball against them, I, I think we're kind of, you know, we're kind of screwed. Um, they've given up so many yards, so many points, and then they lost to Boston College last week. Um, let's see, they gave up probably quite a bit. Of, yeah, they gave up 275 yards rushing to them. So, um, you know, I feel like we have to, you know, we have to run the ball, and then I think that's going to open up the, the defense where we can throw the ball some, but then, then again, their offense is playing okay. Uh, Connor Bazelak or Blazelak or something like that. Um, you know, he's throwing pretty good. He's throwing for like twelve hundred yards on the year so far. So, um, Eli Drinkowitz, he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, offensive coach, um, play caller. So, um, you know, the potential to uh, hopefully sneak out a win here, which is uh, would be huge uh, for us to try to get to that six to seven win range we definitely need this one i agree i think and i think we do win spoiler on my prediction but yeah i just i don't see anything that scares me for missouri other than you know i'll give it to their quarterback i think they have a good passing attack but you know other than that man like and here's the here's the thing they have literally played nobody except kentucky who they lost to and didn't they have like four turnovers against Kentucky? Against Kentucky, they had. I think it was three turnovers. They, it was a lot. They had two, three, two. They had two turnovers against Kentucky, and still. Yeah, they had an interception and a fumble. Yeah, that's bad. And then they still lost. So, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm not intimidated by Missouri. I think uh, I think our team is kind of pissed off after what happened to Florida. And, I think they're mad that they weren't able to execute. 
I think you're going to see a much more touched-up, polished team, mainly because Missouri is not as good. But I think Heupel is uh, – honestly, I think all the coaches are upset with how they didn't execute, how they didn't perform because, I mean, they, they had every opportunity in the world. So I think they're going to take advantage of that. I think they've been practicing that all week. And uh, I think Evans and Jabari Small, they, I think they both have a huge day on the ground. So – Honestly, don't be surprised if you see D-Beck within this game. Like, <laughs> if, well, I'd if, like to if, see – this is one of the reasons I'd like to see Hooker play in this game, just to add an extra element of the rushing game, uh, yep. have a quarterback that can really rush the ball. I know that you know Milton was able to do some QB draws and stuff like that um, with some success, but Hooker's definitely the more gifted runner. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not saying he's stronger. I think Milton would bulldoze you over. But, yeah, Hooker, I think, has better cuts, and he's quicker. So, yeah, I, I think our running backs are going to have a field day. I truly believe that. And if they don't, then our line, our offensive line needs to put in some work, you know, for the next game. So, I think, um, I think they've been doing a lot of running plays and a lot of running schemes all week. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you? They're dead. They're almost yeah, yeah, dead last. Yeah. 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 So, I think they're gonna capitalize on that. Did you see that Evans, Tion Evans tweet that he posted out? Or I don't even know it was a tweet. I think it was like a, he was doing like an interview with somebody, but he he just said like we're gonna have a fun day or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously so. from the from the looks of it, they should. Um, and yeah, I hope the offensive line kind of finds their groove and and Cooper's able to play a full game without, you know, hurting his ankle. I don't know what's what's going on there i guess they need to tape it a little better but yeah um this is a super important game for us i mean we have this is like a must win for for the remainder of the year to be kind of where we kind of thought it would be in that six to seven win range if we can get there then that'd be great if not i think that this would be one of the games that you know be that kind of determining factor yeah, absolutely. We have to win this game if we want to have a postseason. I don't see us go. Honestly, I know it's early, but if we lose to Missouri, I think we're five and seven. Like that's, yeah. I think that's our ceiling. You know, if if they want to keep their bowl game alive, you know, or at least have a like you said, like a cushion, just to you know take care of business now, so you're not trying to sweat about it later. So. Yeah. But I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, their quarterback's good. I don't even know who their receivers are. Um, you mentioned Tyler Beatty. Is he like their running back? Yeah, the running back. Okay, and I mean, yeah, maybe their quarterback's thrown for a few yards, but they really haven't played anybody other than Kentucky. So yep. I just, I don't know, man. Like I, I just, I, I don't see it. So I, I think we win on the road. I think we get some momentum going and rolling. Did you want to do predictions right now? Yeah. Did you? Yep. So well. I'll let. I'll let you go first, man. What do you got? Yeah, I've got 34-28, to 28, the Vols win. So I think it'll be somewhat close in the beginning. Um, you know, we're we're starting out relatively okay in the first quarter. We've, we've kind of taken care of business there. And then second quarter, we've had some bad quarters, uh, bad second <laughs> quarters in the past few games. But, um, you know, I could, say, I could see it being kind of relatively close by halftime. And then I think we kind of pull away in the third quarter maybe. Um, mm-hmm. hopefully whoever's playing quarterback can we can use the run game to set up some play action plays, um, get some receivers that can catch the ball down the field. And, you know, if we're able to do that, I think we can, we can score points on anybody, uh, especially teams with bad defenses. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, my score is very similar. I literally think I just switched the last two digits of the score. So you have 34-28. I'm going to go 38-24. Um, like you said, that one crap team put up, what, 29 points? 28. Yeah, yeah. I think we at least scored 10 more than that. So I think they're going to – I think the offense is going to come out. I think the receivers are going to – you know, I think the receivers are pissed off. I think they're sick of people like us talking about how mad we are that they're dropping balls yeah exactly yeah use that motivation and yeah and if you guys are hearing this you know just because we're mad that don't mean we don't love you like we want y'all to do well that's what we are mad because you know we love tennessee much as you guys so yeah uh but yeah i think the receivers come out i think cylinders are going and uh i think the run game is going to have a field day with these guys i'm gonna say uh, thirty-eight, twenty-four, Vols, and nice. we can we can do some crazy predictions too. Um, I think as far as like stats, mm-hmm. uh, bold, bold predictions is what a lot of insiders call it. So, I think Tennessee rushes for two hundred and fifty yards. Two fifty. Yeah. Who do you think has the most yards? I think Evans. I think Evans will have like Evans. a couple break. I think Evans will have a couple breakaways after what he that play he did against Florida, where he broke that tackle and just took off. He's got some acceleration, man. Yeah, like, he's good. Yeah, just a couple steps and he's full speed. I'm so glad he's on our team. So, I think he does that. That play he did against Florida. I think he has a couple plays like that. You know, I think that was technically a pass though, wasn't it? I'm trying to think of which one you're talking about. The touchdown that Evans had against Florida. Was that technically a pass? For some reason, I'm just trying to remember it. <laughs> yeah, I think he did like a shovel pass in the middle or something like that. Hell, I don't remember. Yeah. I was so mad that night. I tried to just forget everything yeah, about I've... it. But uh, anyway, um, he kind of threw it to him at the line of scrimmage, and then he kind of just then, broke yeah, a tackle or two and took yeah, off. But anyway, I think he is going to have, you know, I think he rushes for over 100 but like barely, I think maybe like one fifteen or something for Evans. But as a team, I think we rush for over two fifty. And how great is that with Hypo's offense? Because you know the coach was saying you got to cover sideline to sideline, you know every yard. So you know if if we're doing well in the run game, and you can just throw it deep somewhere, you know, I just I think I think they're going to struggle. I think Missouri is going to struggle with this offense a lot. Yeah, I mean the tempo is always. You know, tough for teams to to account for. We're we're first in the nation through four weeks and the amount of plays per minute. It's like two point nine nine plays per minute, which is insanely fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so first in the nation there. If we can, you know, if we can be more efficient, you know, catching the ball and um, you know, I guess running with more uh, efficiency there, and then completing passes, all kinds of stuff. If we can just can continue to do that, we're definitely going to score. I mean, that's just gonna. It's just going to happen if, if we can continue to, um, I guess, take a next step or get it get a little better each week. Um, you know, the points are going to come, and, and our defense is playing okay. You know, they're kind of middle of the pack, which is I don't think anybody expected them to be, you know, anywhere close to the, the front of the pack there. But middle of the pack is where we expected, and, uh, you know, as long as they can continue to do that and continue to force more turnovers, you know, they've done – pretty well the last couple of games so um continue to do that i think we're we'll have some success this game for sure i'm actually pretty surprised with our defense you know they're uh they seem to be they don't like gassed or anything maybe because they're used to going against this offense in practice but yeah 
I, I was kind of worried that, you know, if we go three and out, you know, like you said, th- almost three plays a minute and our defense is right back on there. Yeah. So, you know, if the formula isn't right, you know, your defense can get gassed really fast. So, yeah, yeah, I- I've actually been pretty impressed with all that so far. So, man, so do we got any other crazy games coming up this weekend other than the beat down at Columbia? Yeah, we got – yeah, it's a, it's a good game or a good week for games, honestly. You got – I know Notre Dame plays Cincinnati, so it's a top ten matchup there, I believe. Um, Georgia plays Arkansas, which you would have thought, you know, going into this week that Arkansas would be a top ten team after beating Texas and uh, Texas A&M in back-to-back weeks. Um, you know – Texas, or not Texas, but Georgia's getting Darnell Washington and Tyke Smith, I think his last name, Tyke something, um, back this week for the first time this year. So they're going to have a couple extra weapons. Were they hurt or something? Yeah, Darnell Washington, I forgot what happened, but he got hurt. Okay. Um, And then Tyke, he's a transfer from West Virginia, I think, that was like an All-American or something like that. Supposed to be really good, going to be a defensive back. So... um, that's really the only place that they were kind of struggling is that defensive back. So if he's a, a good piece back there, then I guess it just adds to their already pretty stout defense. Yeah, I don't – and shout out to Arkansas, man. What Pittman has done to that program. Year two. Turn it around. Crazy. I mean, they were they were bottom of the barrel. You know, they were they were worse than Vanderbilt. And they were like a laughing stock. And he comes in there and they turn that thing around. So shout out to Pittman and – you know, all you Razorback fans, I doubt any of y'all are listening, but still, it's cool. It's cool to see programs get changed around. And trust me, Tennessee's jealous of that turnaround. So hopefully, oh, yeah. and here's the thing that's hopeful: if freaking Arkansas can do it when they were like at the lowest of the low, and my God, maybe someday, some decade, we can do it too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they beat A and M pretty bad. I don't think A and M's as good as a lot of people thought they were going to be. So I know their quarterbacks yeah. hurt, but. You know they they're looking they're looking pretty rough. A lot of people had them finishing pretty strong, but yeah, not looking like that. LSU, I think LSU looks pretty bad this season. Yeah, they're not looking good. They have a yeah. ton of sacks this year, but the rest of their defense and their offense just doesn't look good. They just look terrible. They play Auburn this week, so the battle of the Tigers, the other Tigers. That's gonna be a weird matchup, and I feel like. Bo Nix, man, like I feel like he's getting worse and worse. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's but weird. Yeah, that's. Whew. They almost lost to Georgia State last week too. Yeah, yeah, they really did. They it was, it was bad at halftime. Yeah, nobody, nobody in the SEC should schedule Georgia State ever. No. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. if you're Alabama, don't schedule them. They'll upset you guys. Yeah. So, but yeah, and the last that, game is the Lane Train going to. Uh, Bama, so that's the big game. Ooh, that'll be an awesome game. Ole Miss versus Bama. I think it'll be an interesting game. I mean, Matt Corral is playing on another level right now. So um, we saw what Florida could do, you know, with the dual threat quarterback against Bama. Um, I, I, I could, I could see it being a close game, if not real, real close to where they're super uncomfortable. Yeah, this game is going to go either two ways. It'll be a shootout where the offenses keep scoring on each other or uh, Bama just steamrolls them. So Ole yeah. Miss's defense looks pretty bad. So They're better than they were last year, but they're still not up to that level. But, I mean, with this offense, I mean, they're going to score, you know, no matter who it's against. 
Yeah, just have an average defense. Kind of like old Chip yeah. Kelly out there when he had his stupid Oregon Ducks. So, <laughs> just score, score, score. I could not stand that. I'm so glad Oregon's not as hyped up as they used to be. I, it yeah. drove me absolutely insane. And uh, Chris Fowler was absolutely in love with Oregon Ducks. I feel <laughs> like he cries every night whenever Chip Kelly left. So, yeah, they're just... Ugh, I'm I'm glad they're not as good. They're still good. Don't get me wrong. You know that that coach out there is doing good, but yeah, they're not doing good. So I wonder who's going to be at USC now because uh, you know that's one of the top coaching jobs in the nation. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I know that they've they have all these big names. I think now that Dabo's struggling at Clemson, I think he should throw his name out there. <laughs> I would. Yeah, and he's got an easy road to the championship because the ACC is very weak right now. And you know who's at the top of the ACC right now? I know it's not North Carolina. Uh, it definitely ain't Florida State. Um, is there Virginia Tech? Nope. There's uh, two undefeated teams left. Boston this College. is how bad they are. Boston College and Wake Forest. Oh, God. Yeah. It's almost like basketball. <laughs> it's really bad. Like they're, The ACC right now is struggling real bad. That, yeah, and that's another coach that's probably going to get fired before the season's over is Mike Norvell, you know, Florida State's. I don't know. I, the uh, athletic director gave him a vote of confidence the other day. One of the chancellors is going to fire him. He's, he's he's not doing good either. See you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going to admit his decision was one of the worst decisions in their program's history. Yeah. But, man. So some good games coming on. ACC still sucks. Ooh, I Florida know. plays Kentucky this weekend. I think Florida's going to steamroll Kentucky. I don't yeah, know. I think so too. I think they'll beat them by at least 14, 21. L- listen, Kentucky is better than they have been, but that doesn't mean they're good yet. Like I, I just I don't I'm not. I think they're Kentucky good. I, I just don't think that they're they're I'd the way that, that they should have been the last few years with. Now that they actually have a quarterback that, you know, has a pulse that could actually throw the ball a little. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't – Will Levis, I think, is it's not Levi Levis. He um, he hasn't played as good as that very first game. So I think everybody kind of got their hopes up from there. Um, you know, they're 4-0 and they're still not ranked. So I think that <laughs> that kind of shows what everybody, you know, on the outside kind of is looking now and seeing – their offense is still kind of struggling. They're not putting up a ton of rock, ton of yards, but they're they're you know they're rushing the ball pretty well. Their defense is good, um, not great. So I think that they're you know it should be a good game between us and them. <laughs> Honestly, I I think Florida's going to steamroll them. And, you oh know, yeah, I bef- think Florida's like gonna before win. the season started. There were so many people saying Kentucky's going to. Contend for the second East. The East. Yeah, yeah, second East. Like no freaking way. Georgia's gonna steamroll them, and Florida's gonna steamroll them. And yeah, yeah. And if history says anything, Tennessee will steamroll them. So we'll That's see. True. <laughs> we'll absolutely see. But yep. Man, oh man. Well, I'm trying to think if there's anything else we can cover. We pretty much covered the crappy Florida game. You know, hats off to you Gator fans. And we got Missouri coming up. Who's after Missouri? Is it South Carolina? Yep. Another that's noon a, kickoff. That's yet again another <laughs> noon kickoff. It's like nobody wants to see us, you know, get destroyed. Don't but worry. After that, we play Ole Miss. 
Don't worry, Ole Miss and Alabama and Georgia, they'll all be on either CBS or Primetime ESPN or ABC, some garbage like that. So I hope the Ole Miss game is at night at Neyland just just for the just for the fact that Lane's coming back. I think it'll be I think it'll be a pretty good, like, you know, primetime kind of game. Hopefully it's also, not CBS. I don't want it to be CBS. I'd rather it be a like a oh seven God. o'clock. So help me God if I hear Gary Danielson. So I was watch. I read some tweet the other day and it said, "Hear me out." So Lane Kiffin comes to town. We break out the black jerseys, a night game at Neyland, just like when he was with us, and then, um, and then the next night, like he leaves for the USC job <laughs> again, Ole Miss, just like it's on repeat again in an alternate universe. So yeah, that would be. I don't think USC would ever take him back. He did really bad out there. So. Yeah, they fired him on the on the at the airport, so on the runway. People, so I don't, I don't think people, they're going to take that. A lot of people forget that he was terrible at USC, like really bad. So I I, yeah. I don't I don't know. I think Ole Miss is a really good fit for him, but yeah, people on the Lane train they're like, I'll take Lane, I'll take Lane. He was awful at USC. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe I think that was when those stupid Oregon Ducks that we were talking about. I think that's when they were there. You know, just dominating everything. Yeah, they were good. So, yeah, man. Shout out to Texas, the state of Texas, because the Longhorns and the Aggies both lost to the Razorbacks. <laughs> I've been seeing, <laughs> I've been seeing all that trash talking back and forth. So, golly, how are they gonna? I can't believe uh, Texas wants to join the SEC, and and Oklahoma looks terrible too. They've almost lost like every crap game. You know, that's crazy to me. Their offense just doesn't look like they're clicking at all. I think it's, it's going like, to be that. It's that offensive line. It's just not doing great. I mean, Spencer Rattler's not playing well either. Yeah, it's like they have Wanya Morris in there trying to guard or something. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's he's just – He's not even starting. <laughs> so dumb. But yeah, man, I just – I don't understand it, man. They just – everybody had them in the playoff. I had them in the playoff. I had Rattler winning the Heisman, you know, in our preseason predictions. Too. But I think they're going to get upset by somebody. I don't know who, but, yeah. West Virginia almost beat them last week. That was a pretty close game. They beat them on a last-second field goal, I think. So, yep. we'll have to see. We'll have to see, man. we got a crazy set of games, fall weather coming in. You got your fall decor out and everything yet? Yeah, we do. Last weekend, I got more pumpkins here than anything I've ever seen. I got so much crap from oh, see a spider on your wall back behind you dude i think <laughs> got some web any, any tacky item and <laughs> hobby lobby or like in the seasonal section of target you can find in my house so i pretty much just <laughs> for my paycheck to target nowadays but yeah my kids love decorations and for the holidays and everything but my god like they just kill the batteries on these things and I have to get like 700 batteries from Costco every season <laughs> or you yeah. know, they're going to get mad about it. But yeah, I mean, we're trying to <laughs> try so hard to force fall, even though it's been like 80 degrees all week. <laughs> so. I know. It's, and we're at that. We, we were at like 70 degree weather last week. It was like that fake fall. Now it's late summer and now we're going to go to fall like next week. I know, man. You do anything for fall break? You going anywhere or anything? Uh, I don't know. When's fall break? Uh, oh yeah. Sorry, no kids. Um, yeah, fall you have, break. You have the children. Fall break for us is the first week of October, so next week. Next week, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think I have any plans. Okay, 
Yeah, and that's another thing. I'll I'll be out <clears throat> all next week, so we'll probably have to do a recap or something later, or yeah. maybe like a back to back recap. But um, <clears throat> if we if we don't get the recording, I'll go ahead and say we'll beat the crap out of South Carolina. I'll get my prediction for that's that. True. So I think we'll beat them like forty to twenty or forty to seventeen. They're they're garbage. So yeah, they're not good. The only thing I will give them credit for is their defensive line. Uh, they got some good defensive tackles. Um, that's about it, man. Uh, their quarterback doesn't look. Their quarterback looks uncomfortable. He looks like an athlete, but he looks very uncomfortable in the pocket. He just needs experience. But I couldn't name a receiver on their team. Uh, I know of one running back because he almost came to Tennessee, and that's that Zachondre White. But uh, other than that, man, I, I think we be, I think we destroy South Carolina. They look bad. Yeah, especially since it's at home, I think we'll. Uh... I think yeah, I think we'll take care of business there. I think it'll be one of our better games this year, especially you know if we win this week. I think we'll come in pretty focused for next week and really want to take care of business there. Yeah, and we we do really well, you know, against South Carolina at home. I can't remember the last time we lost to them in Neyland. It's been a while, so yeah, it's been it's, it's probably been. last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we lost man. to everybody last year, so. No, we actually beat South Carolina the first game, right? That's that's how bad they are, dude. We beat South Carolina at the stupid Sandstorm Stadium. You know, with Jared Garantano. That's pathetic, man. Absolutely pathetic. With Jared Garantano and Jeremy Pruitt as head coach, for for whatever reason, man. God, just looking at that offense last year just makes me cringe. Now, you know what I mean? I and. You know, I don't know if it was Pruitt, if it was our players, if no one just gave a crap anymore. Uh, and, you know, I try to move on. I try not to look in the review. I really do. But I really don't even remember our, our – our, was it Chaney? Was Chaney our offensive coordinator? Yeah. Who was supposedly one of the, you know, greatest offensive minds ever. He was – that was awful, man. And I don't know if that was him or if Pruitt was handcuffing him. I don't care. It was awful. Whatever was put on the field was terrible. So, yep. Yeah. Well, man, you want to wrap this thing up? You got any other final thoughts? Anything else you want to talk about? We could always talk about fun politics. That's always a fun thing to talk about. I think we'll avoid that one. <laughs> you will never hear us talk about politics on this damn thing. I'll, that is, <laughs> I will guarantee you that ever, ever, ever. We'll never talk about COVID. We'll never talk about Clinton or Biden or Trump. Yeah, some things in life are just meant to enjoy, and that is not politics. Ever, ever, ever. No matter how bad ESPN tries to shove it down our throat. True. Because they're they're partly owned by Disney now, so they're trying to. We just want to watch it. Yeah, we just want to watch a damn game, guys. We don't we don't care about anything (laughs) else. Well, guys, that's gonna do it for us. Continue to follow us on Twitter. We are just shy of a thousand followers, so thank you all for listening and following us. We're going to try and get some polls out there. When we grow this thing, we want to do some Q&As and stuff like that. I think that would be cool. But, yeah, definitely check us out on Twitter. It's Rocky Top Times 98. Check us out on Facebook. It's the Rocky Top Times. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. As always, go Vols. Go Vols.